Good morning. Today, Bezrat Hashem, we'll be learning Daf Chavav in Maseches Psachim. We have sort of a standalone sugya, a very interesting sugya that begins on Daf Chavhei Amud Beis, 19 lines up from the bottom, a new topic, Itmar Hanah Habal Adam Bal Korcho. So the idea is you're walking through, as we said yesterday, let's say it's Pesach, um, and you're walking through because you're going to Florida for Cholomoed. Obviously, you want to have the Sadarim at home, but you also want to have some fun. Good morning, Andrew. Today, we were de-icing. As we were talking about, the, uh, as we pulled into this parking lot, the expansive parking lot of Nei Jacob Shari Zion, I saw the workers had already cleared out the parking lot at 5.30 in the morning. The parking lot looked like it was done. There was a truck there. There were guys there. It reminded me of the Shilshul Ha'om, Ha'omnin, which we're going to discuss in today's daf. But we'll talk about that later. It's good to see that, you, that we made it safely. Thank you for coming out on this treacherous. Last year it was Tisha B'Av, uh, when we learned this stuff. Last cycle, I should say. And now we're, now we're in the cycle, the idea of Hanah Habal Adam Bal Karcho. So some things are out of your control. Just like today's weather is out of control, when you come out of that airport in Florida, the Cinnabon is calling you. Cinnabon is a cinnamon bun, and it smells throughout the airport. Now, can you, on Pesach, take a deep whiff of the Cinnabon, and in so doing, get Hana'a from the smell? Now, whether reach, whether smell is actual Hana'a that you could be prosecuted for, is actually going to be discussed in today's Gemara. But if you, if you could... So then you would think that that would be an Isra Hanah because we know that Chametz is in fact Asr Hanah on Pesach. Okay? That would be a problem. What if you have no choice? What do I mean you have no choice? Well, when you come out of the airplane, you're herded through customs, right? You don't have, you're not a fugitive. You're not going to go out the exit door. You're going where everyone else is going. And wouldn't you know, there's a Cinnabon on the way. And what are you going to do? Close your nose? I mean, how are you going to avoid the scent of the Cinnabon? And once you smell it, how are you going to avoid having Hana from it? Okay, so we'll call it Hana Bal Karcho. The question is, Hana Bal Karcho, are you Chayev or are you, is it Mutter or is it Aser? That was a Machlokas Abayin Rava. Now this Machlokas, as we'll see, was not based on Psukim. It was not based on a Mishnah that says it, obviously, otherwise there would be no machlokas. There's no direct source for what the halacha is when you're walking past Cinnabon in the airport. There's no direct source. So Abai and Rava, what are they going to do? They're going to base their opinion, their machlokas is going to be based on a derivative of the closest thing they can find. What's the closest halacha they can find? Dover she'en miskaven. The famous machlokas, right? Rabbi Huda and Rabbi Shimon, by Davashayin Miskavin, which we're so familiar with from Maseches Shabbos, which is, again, you do something inadvertently, are you chaya for it or not? That is going to be how they base it. And we have, we're going to have two interesting versions of how Abai and Rav base their machlokas. And so now with that background, we can tackle this issue. A standalone topic that will hopefully take us to Chavavam and Beis uh, uh, in the middle of the two dots. So here we go. So again, Abaye says that's mutter, you can walk past, and if you happen to smell a cinnabon, you're fine. And Rava says that is forbidden. What does that mean? What does it mean, Asura? What are you supposed to do? 
So Rashi addresses this. He says, Asura means, Mutaris means that you don't have to avoid it. Right? Like, in other words, Mutaris means you can walk by and it's fine. Rava says Asura, which we're going to see, it means if you could find an alternate route, right? An interesting thing. Let's say you have two ways to go out of the airport and you happen to know that one way is a Cinnabon and one way is a nut. So Abaye is going to say that it doesn't matter. You go either way, go whichever the line is shorter, let's say, okay? But, but Rava is going to say, no, that, that because of the fact that even if you don't have Kavana, it could be Asur, so then we're going to see. If you have no choice at all, so then he's not going to say that it's Asur. But given a choice, so let's say the longer line is not going to pass the Cinnabon, still go on the longer line. Avoid the Cinnabon if you can, says Rava. We'll see where the source comes from as follows. So the Gemara says, what is this case? Which is to say, let's say you have two different ways to go out of this airport. We're just going to carry with this analogy because I think it's just, it, it's easier to follow. So let's say you have two different ways you can come out of the airport. One has a Cinnabon, one doesn't. So if you have that option, that's what Efsher means, and you intentionally walk past the Cinnabon, because you're so, you're chalishing for chametz and you want to smell it on your way. So, of course, that's going to be aser. Lo efsher v'chamechavein. And even if, this is going to be the first opinion, there's going to be two different versions. The first version is that even if you can only go one way, as is most common when you're going out of the airport, you're all herded through just one corridor. And so, lo efsher, you have no possibility of going in any other direction. But v'chamechavein. But sure enough, as you passed, you took a nice big whiff with intention of getting Hana from the smell of the Cinnabon. In both of those cases, says the Gemara, Kule Amalopligi the Aser. Right? Everyone's going to say that that's Aser. An interesting Rashi here that, that says that, that it's not exact, that there's really two, right, in the case where you have no choice. So Rashi says, Miskavanu Vechavavhu Lehanos. Interesting Lashon. He has pure, he has Kavana as he's walking by. And he's enjoying the smell of the Cinnabon very much. That would certainly be an assert, even if he had no choice but to walk through this corridor. Um, in, in the case where he has a choice, so then there's an additional problem, because that's where the Rashi begins. Right? He uses the, the Reach um, analogy also, so that gave me the, the right to use the concept of smelling, but he uses Reach Shalavado Zara. Right, which Cinnabon probably is the Reach of Avodah Zara. Um, but anyways, so he goes, I'm not being literal, but anyway, Right, so Rashi's explaining that you can do two things, right? But either way, whether you're purposely uh, making yourself sit, stand in proximity to the Cinnabon, or whether, regardless, whether you have to be there, Either way, as long as you're taking a nice long whiff, and you're enjoying that smell, back in the Gemara, the Gemara is saying, everyone's going to say that that's obviously Asr, because you're getting Hana on purpose from something that's Asr to get Hana from. Okay. The Gemara continues to say, Well, obviously, if you didn't know the Cinnabon was there, you have no way of walking through any other corridor. And you have no intention of having enough from the Cinnabon. Maybe you don't even notice it. In other words, you smelled it. And afterwards, somebody said, did you smell the Cinnabon? You're like, oh, I, I didn't. Right? You have no intention at all to receive any Hanaf. Even if you smell it, but you don't, it's not, it's not Geshmak to you because you're in Pesach mode. 
So certainly, Kuleyama says the Gemara, lo pligi deshari. Everyone's going to say, that's just living life. Okay, sometimes you're going to smell chametz. Sometimes you're going to smell of Adazara even. Right? But you have no choice. So when is the Machlokes, says the Gemara, ki pligi deefshar, velo mekaveim. Okay? That the Machlokes is that you could have walked in one of two ways. And for some reason, even though you didn't have, you didn't have any intention of receiving the Hana, Right, you were not careful enough in avoiding, you knew the Cinnabon was in one way, and that there was no Cinnabon in the other direction, and you went in the Cinnabon direction, even though you didn't have a, a Kavana to have Hana from the Cinnabon itself, okay, you still were not careful enough in going in the proper direction. You should have avoided. It's almost, so we, we were, we were hocking with Birnbaum. Is this like a Knas that you should be, to, to make you more careful to go in the, Right, in the direction where you don't have the Hana? Or is it something more fundamental? Is this like a machlokus as to whether Dover She'enam Iskavein means that it's something that, right, like in other words, to, in order to be Chayef for Dover She'en you have to not only not have Kavana to, to uh, enjoy it, but you also have to avoid it. So let's see. Be that as it may, the Gemara says, Valiba der Biyuda, Amar Dover She'enam Iskavein, Asr. So in other words, what the Gemara is saying now is that the Machlokis is, uh, did you go out of your way enough? In other words, you weren't Mechavein, but the problem is, and here he is, Rabbi Yehuda, as we said, we, we promised, as we advertised, that we're going to bring in Rabbi Yehuda here. With respect to, right, Hilcha Shabbos, and, and really, we have a whole... Right in in Masechah Shabbos, we also brought out nafkaminas to other aspects of halacha. This this fundamental machlokas Rabbi Yehuda Rabbi Shimon. So Rabbi Yehuda holds davar sheinu miskavein is aser that your aser if you if you have an activity if you did something aser even if you didn't have kavana for it. This is an interesting application of that idea. So here, what are you doing? You're walking past something that smells like a, something that's a vodazara, and you're smelling the avodazara according to Rashi, and you're not mechavein. For the Avodah certainly Isser, but just by smelling it, Rabbi Yehuda is going to say that it's going to be Aser, right? So according to Rabbi Yehuda, Kule Amalo Pligi the Aser. There's really, the only case Rabbi Yehuda is going to say that you are not Aser is where you, you're like almost like an Anus. You have no choice. You have to walk through here and you have no Kavana. So there Rabbi Yehuda already is going to say that you're, you're not going to be Aser. But if you had a choice, so then we're going to invoke Dabr She'enu Miskavein is still Aser, and Rabbi Yehuda is going to say that it is for sure Aser, Abaye and Rava would agree within Rabbi Yehuda that it's Aser to walk by. Keep Pligi. So when are Rabbi and Rava actually having a disagreement? Aliba the Rabbi Shimon. Only within the sheet of Rabbi Shimon, the Amar Rabbi Shimon, Dabr She'enu Miskavein, the Amar, Dabr She'enu Miskavein Mutter. Rabbi Shimon says Dabr She'enu Miskavein is Mutter. Okay, well, if Dabr She'enu Miskavein is Mutter, then why are you going to be Chayiv to um, to walk by this area. So let's see. Abaye Kirabi Shimon. Abaye is consistent. He's saying anytime you don't have Kavana, then you're going to be mutter. It's going to you're not going to be you're not going to have a problem of walking by Cinnabon because if you don't have Kavana to have that to, to have Hana from that Reach, you're okay. However, Rava, who says it's Asr Amar, Ad Khan Loka Amar Rabbi Shimon. The Rabbi Shimon said the Dabr Shain is Kavan is mutter, he did not say it in a case where you could have avoided it, the only time the Rabbi Shimon said that you can, that your, that Dabr Shein Miskavan is mutter is where you, is where you had no choice but to walk down this corridor. But here, we had two paths 
potentially to walk, and you walk down the path with the Cinnabon on purpose, so to speak, so that even if you didn't have Kavana, Rabbi Shimon is going to have to agree that you should not have done that. You were not careful enough it, to go in the right direction. Oh, so that is the Machlokas Abayin Rava. So again, you see, the, the question is, right, what do you do about Hana that's inadvertent? And Abayin Rava are arguing, but they're basing it off their understanding of the Machlokas, Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Shimon, by Dabr Shainan So interesting. So that is, over here, a Machlokas within Rabbi Shimon, whether Dabr Shainan is only mutter when you have no choice, okay, uh, or not. That's a very fundamental machlokas within Dover Shein and Miskavin applied to this case. Or there's a totally other way of looking at the machlokas Abaya and Rava. Because again, the Gemara is, so to speak, speculating. They're, they're formulating what could the argument of Abaya and Rava be based on. So they've already identified that it's based on Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Shimon. But even within that, it's hard to tell exactly how they're applying it. So this is one possible way that they're applying it. Or Ikadamri, says the Gemara. Another possible way that they're applying the Machlokas of Yudah Shimon is as follows. That the case where Yudah and Rabbi Shimon are arguing is where you could have, right, walked a different way, but he, but you didn't, right? And still, you're not Machavein. Okay, so we're going to see. That is going to be Machlokas. Lo Efshar Velo Kamechavein Kulei Amalopli Shari. And everyone is going to agree that if you had no choice but to walk down this one corridor and you had no kavana, it's going to be mutter. Keep pligi. So when is the machlokas abaye and rava? Okay, before we said that efshel mechavin, like we like we discussed, is the machlokas of Yehuda Shimon. But where is the machlokas abaye and rava? In other words, Yehuda abaye and rava are going to agree. <laughs> this is where it gets a little bit. Like Punnett Square, like you need a chart. Abai and Rav are going to agree that the case of Efshar Lo Mechavin that we just discussed in the first version, they're going to agree with each other. Abai and Rav are going to agree with each other that that is the Machlokas Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Shimon, as discussed. So where do Abai and Rav disagree? Kipligi Delo Efshar Mechavin Valiba, right? The Rabbi Shimon. Let's see. Kipligi Delo Efshar Mechavin. The Machlokas is not. Like we said before, of Efshar Velo Mechavein, that's just the Machlokas Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Shimon. Both Abaye and Rava would agree to that. However, let's say Lo Efshar Vekamechavein. Let's say you only have one corridor and you have Kavana. When you're walking down that one corridor, that's Lo Efshar, but you still have Kavana Tevana, Veliba de Rabbi Shimon. The Azobasar Kavana. So the Gemara is going to say it like this. So again, according to the first version, Rabbi Shimon is going to say, um, Right. According to the first version, we're going to say that any time that you have kavana to have hana, it doesn't matter whether you had to walk down this corridor or not. Any time that you had kavana to have hana, uh, you're going to be chayiv. According to this, we're going to say no. In the case where you had, ka- even if you had kavana to have hana, if you had no choice but to walk down this corridor, there may be machlokas abayin rava. How so? So let's see. The Gemara develops it. So according to Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Shimon says what? The Dover She'enu Miskavein is mutter. Why does he say that Dover She'enu Miskavein is mutter by Lechel Shabbos? Because Melechus Machsheves also retired, right? In other words, in order to have a chiv, but when you apply it to Kol Tarakula, what you're saying is, Rabbi Shimon cares, this is the most Baal way of saying it, the simplest, uh, we'll call it. Rabbi Shimon says, we care about what your kavana is. And that's why Dover She'enu Miskavein is mutter. 
Right? In other words, if you don't have kavana, it's going to be mutter. Okay, so that's why the that's why the Gemara we're going to have a counterintuitive shot here. That according to Rabbi Shimon, who says that what matters is kavana, that means that even if you had no choice but to walk down this corridor on the way to customs, if you had a intention of getting hana, it's going to be asa, right? So we're used to Rabbi Shimon being mutter because we're used to melachas Shabbos, where melachas machshevis asr tara, and therefore if you have no kavana, you're going to be mutter. But here the issue is, do you have kavana to have the hana? So Rav Shimon cares about Kavana. That's what this Ika the Amri is saying. And therefore, according to Rav Shimon, it's going to be Usser. So here's what's interesting now. The twist. What? But there's a Machlokas, Rabbi and Rava, on how to understand Rabbi Yehuda with this Dabashen uh, Miskaven. How so? The Amar Loshna Miskaven, Veloshna She'en Miskaven, Efshar Usser. Perhaps Abaye and Rava are going to disagree within Rabbi Yehuda. Because Rabbi Yehuda is going to say that what matters is not whether you have kavana, amazingly, but what matters is whether you, right? Amazingly, it doesn't matter whether you have kavana to have enough from the smell. What matters is that whether you can actually have a choice of whether going down this corridor. In other words, the only thing that's going to matter is whether efshar or lo efshar. Which is to say, if you have a choice of which corridor to go down to, so then it's going to be usher to go down the right corridor. It's going to be usher to go down the corridor with the Cinnabon, even if you don't have Kavana. How so? So let's see. Abai. It's the only thing that you can objectively judge. Right. It's like the only thing you can control. You can't control somebody's head. You're running by. Don't think about a camel for five minutes. <laughs> exactly. Tosa's going to bring that up. How can you control your thoughts whether you're Makave? Right? Andrew's... Andrew is anticipating the Tosfos um, that, that we're going to see as soon as we turn the page, which is very shortly. The, very, the first Tosfos is going to say, oh, I almost want to jump to it now. The Tosfos is, um, no, actually it's on the beginning of Chavavam Beis. The first Tosfos of Chavavam Beis. We'll get to it. Andrew's bringing up a great point. Who amongst us, it's like the call of the siren. Who amongst us can resist the scent of the Cinnabon? And who could, could even control that? Right? So what Andrew's saying is that Rabbi Yehuda's shita is like a more pragmatic shita. Like, control what you can control. Control whether you walk down the Cinnabon or not, uh, the Cinnabon way or not. Right? So that's the only thing that's going to matter. How can you control whether you actually have kavana to have anah? So, so Barry's going to say, well, maybe the kavana is not to smell it and to, to appreciate the smell, but the kavana is to be over the Isar Hana, it becomes, becomes very lumdish. It becomes very lumdish here. But let's see on the surface whether we can understand it. I think we can, we're hopeful to get some clarity here. So says the Gemara, Abaye is Kareb Yehuda. In other words, Lo Efshar is going to be Mutter, even if he was Mizkavein. That even if you're Mizkavein for the, for the Reach, you're going to be Mutter. Let's see, let's see at least the last Rashi in Chafeim and Beis. Abaye Kareb Yehuda, the Kasavar, since Rabbi Yehuda, Rashi walks you through the lumdus. Since Rabbi Yehuda said that even when you're not mechavein, right? Rabbi Yehuda, after all, holds that what? Dover she'inu miskavein is aser, right? Because so Andrew is saying a lumdus in Rabbi Yehuda. He's saying Dover she'inu miskavein is aser because it happened. You should have avoided it. So that's what Rashi is saying. And since Rabbi Yehuda is saying that it's aser, even if you weren't mechavein for it. We learn from that that Rabbi Huda is not looking at what your kavana was. Right? Rashi is literally walking you through the lambdas. That what matters with Rabbi Huda is whether or not you can control it. 
right? Therefore, wherever you can't control, you have no choice, you have to walk through customs. Even though, right, you even had kavana, you smelled and you're like, that's delicious smelling. But, Rabbi Huda doesn't care about that, because what Rabbi Huda cares about? Rabbi Huda says, as Andrew says so beautifully, Rabbi Huda says, only control what you can control. You can't control whether you smell it. And therefore that, according to the Ikka de Amri, is going to be the machlokes between Abaye Virava. Where Abaye says, or Rabbi Huda is going to say that even if you have kavanah to smell it, the only thing that matters is whether you walk down the right path or not. Virava Amarlach, as we finally arrive at Chavav Aleph, at the daunting time of 6.05 a.m., in other words, you can't just go and say that he's putter, even if he's miskavin. Rava's going to say, so again, the Machlokas Abai and Rava is going to be within Rabbi Yehuda. Right? Abaye is going to say, like Andrew, that Rabbi Yehuda is being pragmatic. He's saying, control what you can control. And in the only time it's going to be us is if you have a choice of which hallway to walk down and you walk down the Cinnabon cor- corridor. Whereas Rabba is going to say no. That even Rabbi Yehuda, who holds that it's usser when you have a Dabr Shein Miskavein, he's only saying, Shein Miskavein ke Miskavein ele l'chumra. Ava Miskavein Shein Miskavein l'kula lo. But Rabbi Yehuda is not going to be, say that when you, in other words, that when you don't have kavana, right, that you're still, that you're still going to be chayev. Right? It, certainly, if you're walking down the hallway, if you don't intend, right, we still are not going to want to say, um, that he's going to be chayev. Right? In other words, you can't just go and say that it's potter, even if he's, mis- even if it's miskaven, according to Rabbi Huda. And so there, therefore, we're going to develop this idea of Rava, of how the machlokis, uh, uh, of Rabbi Huda pertains, that Rabbi Huda is going to say, according to, Rava, that you're going to be chayev in every which respect. So again, Abaye says, it, like Rabbi Yehuda, right, that, that, that it's in the case of, right, let me just see one more thing. Good, right. So Abaye says it's going to be mutter, and Rava says it's going to be aser. Right, so according to Rava, it's going to be um, l'chumra. She'en miskaven kimiskaven is l'chumra, right, but you can't have a kula. And how's Abai is going to say that it's mutter kor Yehuda, right? Because he's going to say that that low efsher is going to be mutter. So that becomes counterintuitive. Listen to how this goes. Listen to how it goes. That according to Abaye, you have a major kula here. Okay. According to Rava, it kind of makes sense that uh, that lo miskaven is kemiskaven. So according to Rava, we're still kind of within the concept of you not that lo miskaven is only lechumra. Which means that if you are miskaven, this is how you explain it. If you are miskaven, according to Rava, then you're, you're still going to be chayev. In other words, uh, and whereas Abaye is like a Rabbi Huda purist, like you, Andrew, right? Abaye is going to say that davar she'enu miskaven is usher, according to Rabbi Huda, divorces Rabbi Huda from the whole notion of kavana altogether, such that the only thing that matters is whether you had a choice or not. So Abaye is going to have an ironic kula within Rabbi Yehuda. The ironic kula being that in the case where you had a choice and you went down, right, in the case rather, I'm sorry, where you had no choice and you went down the corridor and you had no choice but to walk by Cinnabon, you're going to be putter according to Abaye, even if you're mechaven to the Hana. That is a kula within Rabbi Yehuda according to Abaye. Yes. Well, it sounds like Rosh Shimon's because what? Because why? Because 
Right, but here's, what, here's how it's the exact opposite of Rav Shimon. He's saying you are miskaven. He's saying, Rabbi Yehuda, in the case where you had only one choice, you could only go through one corridor, and you went through that corridor because you had no choice. So you, the one thing that you, you had no control, the one thing you typically have control over is whether to avoid the Hana or not. You have no control as to whether you can have the Hana. So you didn't have, you, the control was taken out of your hands uh, as far as walking down the corridor is concerned. And once you, that control was taken out of your hands, then even if you were mechavein to have hana from the reach, you're going to be putter according to Rabbi Yehuda. Right? Rabbi Shimon would say, the only thing that matters is whether you have kavana or not. Because if you don't have kavana, you're always putter. Even if you did the wrong thing. Even if you went the wrong way. He's taking Rabbi Yehuda to the opposite extreme. He's saying that the opposite extreme is that even if you have kavana, you're still mutter. Because you controlled what you could control. He's like saying, saying like a very, uh, fundamental lumdish machlokas between Rabbi Yehud and Rabbi Shimon. So in a way, right, our question that has no source, which is, what do you do by Hana, She'enu Mishavein, is now, according to our Gemara, reflecting fundamental, revealing fundamental aspects of the machlokas of Shimon and Rabbi Yehuda with regards to Dover She'enu Mishavein and what the length of that machlokas is. So that's how Rabbi Yehuda is, is, is saying. So again, Abaye is going to take the extreme approach of Andrew, that, uh, that, that, which is that Rabbi Yehuda doesn't care about Kavana at all. All he cares is control what you can control. Rava is a little bit more, right, um, is, is a little more real world. He says, you can't say that you know, Rabbi Yehuda doesn't care about Kavana. Rabbi Yehuda is only saying that the Dabr Shein Miskavin is even going to be Usr, uh, in but you're not going to say this counterintuitive thing that Abaye is going to say that that we care that when Rabbi Yehuda says that Dover she'enu miskavein is usher, it's because he doesn't care about kavana at all, and so much so that even if he has kavana, it's going to be mutter. That's where Abaye and Rava split ways. Incredible. Okay, so three lines down, chafavam dalif. The Gemara is going to talk about we're going to talk about this second this second version Abaye's position. How does Abaye know? That, right, that Rabbi Yehuda doesn't care at all about, about your kavana. So let's see. Amar Abaye. Where am I getting this from? Says, says Abaye. Mina amina. What's my basis that Rabbi Yehuda is going to even allow, right, something that he couldn't avoid, lo efsher, even if he has kavana? This incredible chiddish, this counterintuitive chiddish, that Dovashen of Eskaven means that kavana doesn't matter. So the Tanya, because we have the Bryce. The Bryce says, Amr Allah al Rabbi Yochanan bin Zakai, Sha Yoshib Bitsila Shalhechal, Vadarish Kalayom Kulo. Right? They said, Rabbi Yochanan bin Zakai, that, that he used to give shear, which is something that he had no control over, as Rashi explains. You have to give shear. And when you have to give shear, you have no control. You can't give it in the baking sun, you're going to kill everybody. You have to do it in the shade. And the Hechal was the only structure big enough to provide the, she- the shade for the size of this shear. Okay, so this all amounts to you have no choice but to give shear in the shade of the heichal. Okay, and so he's giving shear in the shade of the heichal. What is that? Me'ila. Right, the heichal is part of the base of mikdash, obviously, and you're not supposed and it's hekdesh. So what you're getting hanah from hekdesh, which is a form of me'ila, and what is he doing? He's doing it intentionally, but he has no choice. He has no choice because that's the only structure big enough to give him the shade for the shear, and he has to give shear. That's not giving shear on Chag is not an option, right? So, as Rashi says, He has to teach. So, says the Gemara, 
This is the case where he has no choice but to give shear in the shade of the Heichal. And he has Kavana to get the shade. There's no question. That's why he's there. And yet, we see that Rabbi Yochanan Zakai did do it. Vishari, right? So that shows the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda. This is literally where Abai got his idea that it must be, right, that Rabbi Yochanan Zakai held like Rabbi Yehuda, the Davish She'enu Miskavein, is Aser, which means that we don't care about Kavana, according to Abaye's Shita, and therefore, even if you have Kavana to get the shade, as long as it's a scenario where this is the only way you could do it, it's going to be Mutter. Incredible. But Rava, Amar, Rava's going to say, you can't bring a right from that case. Why? Shiny Heichal de Lasocho Asui. It's not Me'ila. Me'ila of the Heichal would be that the wa- to use the wall, the internal walls for protection. The walls of the Heichal are not meant, right, in other words, they're meant to protect the inside. The shade is not a misappropriation. That's not a mi'ila of hektesh to sit in the shade. And to this, Birnbaum points out that you learn something about mi'ila too. That you learn that mi'ila is only usr if you use it in the way, right, if you misappropriate in the way that it was originally intended to function. Right? Because if it didn't matter how you misappropriate the hektesh, then it wouldn't matter whether the walls were constructed for the inside or the outside. But here, Rava is saying that it does. The walls were constructed for the inside. So to use the shade on the outside is not the way that it was meant to be the purpose of its construction. And therefore, it's not me'ila. It's not a misappropriation. And therefore, it can't be a raya for a baye. Wow. This is, is this, is this not like one of the best topics you ever learned in your life? Let's just hope we get through a little more of it. Okay. Eight lines down on Chavavam and Aleph. Amar Rava. Rava now is going to present his, his position in this second version. The, the position that, uh, we're not going to, we're not going to go so far to say that Rebuta is totally detached from Kavana as follows. Mina Aminala. How do, for where do I say that Rebuta is actually going to agree in a case where it's unavoidable that it's still going to be Aser as long as you intended as yet Kavana did Tanan. We learned in a Mishnah in Midos the following. Lulin Shayupsuchin Baliyas Beis Kachi Hakadashim. Right? They used to have like skylights in the, in the Kachaya Kadashim. That's what Rav Kook always said with regards to what? The secular government of Israel people said, why are you so excited about this Medinat Israel? And after all, it's led by these secular people. And he said, well, guess what? The Kadashi Kadashim only had two types of people in it. The Kohen Gadol and Yom Kippur and the workers, the Umnin. The workers that used to be, right, lowered down from the, as we're describing here, from the skylight, to, in order to paint and do the maintenance crew. The maintenance crew, somebody had to maintain the Kodesh HaKadashim, and the maintenance crew were the others. He said, these guys are the maintenance crew, they're preparing the Kodesh HaKadashim of, of Medinat Israel, of Eretz Israel for us. Okay, so that was a beautiful analogy. So here, you have these guys, you have these skylights, Shebehen Meshashalim Sa'umnim B'Tevos. They used to literally have, right, these, these crates, and they used to lower them down, and they used to paint and stuff like that. But in so doing, they couldn't like turn around and stare and marvel at it, uh, at its beauty. They had to just stick to their work and keep their heads down. Why, says the Mishnah in Midos? Because they're not supposed to feast their eyes on the vision of the Bikachaya Kadashim. It's, 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 uh, we have to do this kind of like, uh, this thing where they just have their backs to it out of deference to the Kaddish Kadashim. Really, only the Kohen Gadol and Yom Kippur are supposed to be in there. So, granted, you're the maintenance crew and you have to be in the Kaddish Kadashim, but you're not looking because you're not supposed to get Hana from that. Ah, So, why would it be Aser to look 
at the beauty of the Kaddish HaKadoshim. So we're going to discuss that. But in the meantime, assuming that that's a form of Hanah that's Usr, right? So what do you have here? You have a case where it's low Efshar. Clearly, right there, they have no choice but to be there. And so they have no choice but to be there. And so says the Gemara, says Rava, right, that if it's so true that Kavana doesn't matter when you have no choice, so then they wouldn't have to be careful. They, they wouldn't matter. They have no choice. They're in the Kaddish Kedashim anyway. So if it's so true that you're going to go so far by to say that Kavana doesn't matter according to Rabbi Huda, so how is Rabbi Huda going to explain the Mishnah and Midos that they had to avoid the gaze of the Kaddish Kedashim? Right? After all, if Kavana doesn't matter, then they wouldn't be violating anything since they have no choice but to be there in that, in that way through the skylight. So Abaye is going to respond, Vitispara, do you really think that that is a Hanat that's going to be problematic, potentially. Right? Uh, they quoted in the name of Bar Kapara, Kol Umare Vereach Ein Bahim Shum Me'ila. Right? That these intangible things, sound and sight and smell, which are considered intangible, they don't have any Me'ila because they're not tangible. You can't, to, to gaze at something's beauty is not misappropriating it, it is not Me'ila. It's just gazing at its beauty. Okay, so if it's gazing at its beauty, then why did we lower down these workers in a way that they can't gaze at its beauty? Says, uh, so says, so says, And ma'ala, a ma'ala, a heightened, right, a heightened standard. This idea that they didn't want to look at the base of Kedashim, it's not because they'd be over me'ila otherwise. No, that's not the issue. The issue is that they simply did it out of extra level of respect, out of deference, right? But it really wasn't a halachic uh, thing. It was out of deference, right? Um, right, as Rashi says, mamish. since these things are not Right, substantial, and since it was mutter for them, right, the only reason they did it this way is because it was a extra special measure of respect. Right, so once you say that's because of extra special measure of respect, this has nothing to do with Rabbi Yehuda. This is not a raya for Abaye's um, massive chiddush, right, and therefore it's not it's not relevant. Okay, or another version of Rav's proof. So now another proof how he holds that Rabbi Yehuda must forbid, right, a case where he's mechaving, even if it is unavoidable, as follows. Again, the quote from Bar Kapara, so recording that same idea that you don't, you're not over on Me'ila for these insubstantial things, says the Gemara, Me'ila, right, according to, Ra, to Rava, Me'ila hudaleka ha'isura ika. That that is only true for Me'ila. In other words, Me'ila, and again, we're learning more about the Isra of Me'ila than we realized we were going to when we woke up this morning, which is that Me'ila is only going to be Usr, as we said before, if you're going to use it in the way it was intended. It's also, also only going to be Usr for tangible things. Right? Me'ila is what is only Usr for tangible things. However, Ha'isura Ika. But regular stuff, other Isurim, you could, in fact, be, right, from the way the Kapara is saying it, he's saying, that you're not chayv me'ila. But maybe it's true that you can, in fact, be over on tam v'reach, right, or reach and sight, as it were, for viewing these beautiful things when it's a different kind of isr, let's say avodah zara, right? So maybe avodah zara, you would be chayv for looking at it. Like, are you chayv 
we we once waited. I we had a Shiloh. We were in Rome. Where, can we go into the Sistine Chapel uh, and, and 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 view it? So let's say you weren't in it or whatever, you know, and admire its beauty. So I asked one one uh, colleague of mine who was uh, in Rome with us. He said, "I don't know, but it was beautiful." And then we actually went online, and then we chickened out. Atara remembered that her father. Uh, had once said that he didn't think it was good. The question is, is it even a shul, so to speak? Is it, is it a religious place? Or is it just a museum? So, so some people, experts said it's just a museum, but then we've bumped into guys who said, no, they, they had like a, they, we once saw them daven whatever their version of mincha is there. So maybe it is kind of a shul for them. Anyway, we didn't go. So, but the point is, I'm talking about, can you stare at the Sistine Chapel and admire it, right? That's just like an Isser, of, let's say that's an Isser of Odazara. So just staring at it, is that an Isser? Okay, so, my love, Osana Omdi Bifnim. Now, isn't Bar he's standing by people inside the Beis Hamikdash, right? And that's a case of what? That you have no, you, you have no, um, uh, you have no choice but to be there, and still you're Mechavein Ve'asr. In other words, this would support Rava, right? The Yehuda would hold that lo Machavein is still Aser. So it's, he says, isn't this talking about the people who are standing inside the base of Mikdash? So Abaye, right? Because even though he's talking about Me'ilah, so let's say it's not Me'ilah, but still, you're getting an Iser Hana is the point, which you're not supposed to. So Abaye responds, lo la'osana omdin b'chutz. Could be that Bakapar was just talking about people talking, standing outside the base of Mikdash, where what? That means that it's Efshar. Once it's Efshar, they can easily avoid it. And that's why it's Aser. It's, it's usher because it's avoidable. And that's what, and that Rabbi Huda says, you're going to be chayiv because you can control it. So we're in the middle of chavav, Ahmed Aleph, and the Gemara says, gufa. Let's discuss Bar Kapara a little bit more. Amr Shimon Ben Pazi, Amr Shimon Levi, Mishim Bar Kapara. Kol umare verech en behem me'ila. Let's get a little bit more into this idea of whether you can be chayiv me'ila for these unsubstantial things of sound and sight and smell. So, the Gemara asks, Are you sure that you can't be over Me'ila for smell? We had a brysa that says the following, Mefate means that you're like an apprentice making the Ketaris compound, right? But, not, but you're making it for like Machona Mikdash. You're not making it for the actual base of Mikdash. You're making it to teach people. Okay? So you're, using, you're not using Hektish. You're using Chulin, and you're just like patching with the compound in the lab. So in order to learn how to make it, when, when Bezat Hashem, the base of Mikdash will be rebuilt soon, that's what he's doing. Okay, so that's okay to do that, all the Moser Latibur, or to donate it for public, uh, for public, in other words, to, to be used. So you're actually literally the guy, you're the lab that's producing the Ketaris for the base of Mikdash, Bezat Hashem Bekarov. So Pater, you're gonna be, you're gonna be Pater from Kares. There, there's a Pasuk by Ketaris, it says, that Ketaris Hashem Taseh Bemas, Bemas Kunta Lo, so the, the Pasuk, the Torah, literally says in the Pasuk that if you make the Katoris in order to derive the benefit of smell, you're going to get Kares. So the Brysa says, yes, if you're doing it for smell, you're going to get Kares. But if you're doing it because you're the guy, the lab that makes it, then you're going to be Pater from Kares. Okay, however, says the Brysa, certainly if you're making the Katoris because you want to smell it, well, that's the Pasuk. That's a chiv karis straight up in the pasuk. Okay, and says, however, this is not the guy who made it in order to smell it. This is the guy. He's already in the actual base of mikdash. He smells the kataris burning on right on the mizbeach. He's going to be potter from karis. He's just the smeller. He's not the guy who made it to smell. So that's okay. Ella shemaal. 
But that guy, again, he's not the lab. He's just a passerby smelling the katoris. He's going to be putter. But he's going to be putter from Kares. But that is Me'ilah. Uh, that whole b'risa was brought to show the case that what? That even though it's not Kares, it is a Isser of Me'ilah to smell the katoris on purpose. Right? Aha. So we see from here what? That there is an Isser Me'ilah by smell. So El Amar of Papa, Kol Amar. So we have to revise this. That's a straight b'risa. That it's true, um, that sight and sound are so intangible that there's no me'ilah. However, because they don't have any substance at all. However, that that smell does have me'ilah. However, in the case of incense, right, in the case of the katoris, once the Qataris rises, the only reason you would ever be potter from Elah is because it already nasas mitzvaso. That it already, as Rashi explains beautifully, nasas mitzvaso ain't odba. It's not like hektish anymore. It fulfilled its purpose. So it's like it's gotten already, it's out of its system, and therefore even though, so what Rashi's explaining is, however, as Rashi says, befeyush, yesh romamish besamimanim. Lefichachayev, in other words, Sight and sound don't have any substance. Smell does. And you would be chayiv, but for the fact that it already served its purpose. And that's the only reason you're not chayiv. But smell is different than sight and sound. Smell, in theory, you can be chayiv for. Okay, that's why we used the Cinnabon analogy earlier. Now, Gemara says, Is it really true, this second aspect of, of, of Papa, that once something had served its purpose, it's, there's no longer Isra Me'ilah on it in the base of Mikdash? Well, Truma Sedeshin, it sounds like a bad example. Truma Sedeshin is the ashes that are left, right? There's an avoda called Truma Sedeshin, where after the carbonus are finished and they're left in ashes, right? You take out a portion of the, of the, of the ashes. And there, Nasus Mitzvah, the carbon was already burnt, and certainly you can't just take that offer and use it for something else. Well, that's a different thing, I would think, because Truma Sedeshin itself is an avoda with the ashes. Be that as it may, the Gemara is using the ashes as an example, the Deshen, as an example of where the Karbanas had already been brought. And it says, It says in the Pasuk, you have to put it next to the Mizbeach. And from there we learn, So we see that you can't just um, scatter those ashes or get any anna from them. So like I said, the Pasuk is saying that beferish, the Gemara is going to say. The Gemara answers, Mishum Dehavr Trumas HaDeshen Uvigdei Kehuna Says the Gemara that there's two things that you can't have enough. Oh, we're already past the time. The two things that you can't have enough from, and we're going to pick up on this tomorrow. We are quite behind, so tomorrow we'll have to catch up. The idea of the and having Hana from these substances. Thank you for coming out in the ice storm. Bezat Hashem, uh, you will be rewarded many fold for your extra effort.